Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Let's Be Honest with Peter Kozadoy. It is tough to believe we are actually a month away from the launch that happened uh, almost 30 days ago to the day, which is crazy, and my life has been craziness ever since. And uh, throughout this time, you've listened to amazing stories uh, from folks you know, all around the world. Today, I have a very special guest who knows all about what's going on around the world. His name is Larry Jacobson. Larry is an award-winning author, motivational speaker, and circumnavigator. Larry, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Peter. Great to be here. Oh, it's it's awesome to have you. So, Larry, for those of you who don't know you, take three to four minutes. Tell everyone who you are, what you do, and what gets you inspired. Okay. Um, uh, big questions first, right? <laughs> So, uh, well, I'm Larry Jacobson, and um, I'm trying to get my message across to others, and that is that anybody can make their dreams come true. Hmm. And I say that from experience because I was able to make my dreams come true, and I don't know that I'm any more special than anybody else. Um, I spent 20 years in the business world in the incentive travel and meeting and events production um, company, where I ended up being CEO. And then after 20 years in business, I bought a boat and spent the next six years sailing around the world. And that had been my dream since I was 13 years old. And so it was like amazing that I was able to do it. Um, so six years and then I came home and I wrote uh, a six time award winning memoir about it called The Boy Behind the Gate. And um, now what I do is I speak, I write and I coach. And, and my coaching is usually towards retirement age people who are retiring or going to retire or have retired and are finding, gee, wait a minute, is that all there is? And who am I now? Why, you know, I used to be this and now what, who am I and what am I going <clears> to <throat> do as I go forward? And uh, because people are living longer than before, they have a lot more time and realizing that, you know, the uh, next for 20 years is a long time to sleep in and play golf only. Sure. So, you know, they're looking for pur purpose and fulfillment. And I try to help people find that. God, Larry, one of my favorite words is the R word retirement. I don't <laughs> think people think about it, think about it enough or do enough about it. And um, it, it's, what's funny is as soon as I got out of college, 22, I was thinking about retirement, started to actually plan my life out in terms of I, mean, I started an IRA, started investing in real estate and all the things you want to do to sort of grow wealth. And I'm so glad I did um, because, you know, the years go by and I don't think enough people sort of think about it. So they do. Well, love I like that. To, we like, I like to redefine retirement or at least say that that's what we're trying to do is redefine it. It's, we're certainly not in the retirement of our of our folks. Um, you know, my father, when he retired, all he, you know, he was just so excited he could play more golf. And pretty much in the in that generation, uh, you retired, you played golf for a few years, and then you died. Yeah. <laughs> now we have a lot longer uh, amount of time. Yeah, thankfully. So, Larry, uh, you know, you've done a lot, seen a lot. I mean, literally traveled the world. Take us back to a time where you had to get brutally honest with yourself as a leader, business or in life. What was the situation? What comes to mind? What happened and, and what did you do next? Yeah, well, I think that there is a fair amount of them. I've been kind of thrust into leadership roles throughout my life. Um, but uh, let me share one that might be a little more exciting for, for people. And that is uh, we were sailing, um, there were myself and two crew members, and we were sailing um, my 50-foot boat up the Red Sea 
Uh, we had just come through Pirate Alley through the Gulf of Aden. We were going up the Red Sea, which is 1,200 miles. We had stopped to go scuba diving at this one, this little reef out in the middle of the Red Sea. And it was very calm and we were, um, it was just beautiful. And we came up uh, and we thought, well, should we do one more dive? Yeah, let's do one more dive. And the other boats that we were with, they had left. And I looked at the weather report and the weather was showing a storm coming, but not for another 24 hours. But the forecasting in that area of the world is really terrible. And uh, you kind of have to do it on your own. And you, um, it's kind of uh, hap haphazard, shall we say. So I chose that for us to stay and dive again. And that decision of me in leadership role was a disaster because the storm came early. And we had, when we left the reef and we were headed north, we got slammed by the storm that other people were already in another anchorage. And we were way, we were like a hundred miles offshore. And uh, it was, we were hit with 60 knot winds, which is more than gale force um, for more than 24 hours. And the seas built up to three, uh, 30 feet, three stories. And they were coming faster than I had ever seen before. They were coming every three seconds. And, we were just in this, I mean, it was really, really scary. Um, and it was one of those times when I really learned a lot about fear. Um, but more than that, you know, it was about leadership. I had gotten us into that situation. It was my fault. I mean, I had put us there. I was the one, there was, you know, no discussion about should we do another dive or whatever. The, the buck stopped with me and I made that wrong decision. So I really felt that I needed to do everything I could to get us out of it. And I was just, I mean, I was at the helm for like 30 hours uh, on the boat. And I, I did get us into a small little anchorage where we were able to rest for a couple of days safely. And it was hit and miss. It was really, really scary. But I felt this incredible responsibility. You know, that I, sure, I was afraid for myself. But more than that, I was afraid for, uh, for the boat and for my crew more than anything because I felt responsible for them. Wow. So it's kind of a more fun one than, than the usual business story. <laughs> I don't know. Fun. I mean, it doesn't sound very fun. I've uh, <laughs> done my fair share of boating and yeah, those kinds of storms. I don't think people realize very different experience on the water than on land. Yeah. Um, so but what I found is that all those skills that I learned in the 20 years before going sailing, the leadership skills that I learned in business, I used at sea. Mm -hmm. I was the captain of the boat and the leadership skills I use as captain on the boat. I use every day in mm -hmm. my everyday life about, you know, just things that I learned um, at sea. And uh, it's just all so applicable. And um, anyway, that was a good example, though, of being pretty honest with myself that I had really screwed up and gotten into that situation. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, I'm glad that you pulled through and now you're on the uh, live stream show with me. That's yeah, fantastic. Exactly. So, so Larry, you know, you've done a lot and I love that you picked a personal story out for that leadership moment. When you look back on your career in business, what's the thing you're most proud of? And then what is the thing you are perhaps least proud of? Hmm. Um, let's see, in business career, uh, as I said, which was the events productions and event production incentive travel programs for, um, we did like most of the Silicon Valley uh, companies and you know, took their top salespeople on trips to different places and that. Um, 
I would say the thing that I'm most proudest of, most proud of is that in 20 years of business, we never ever once lost a client to a competitor ever in 20 years. And, uh, and we had a lot of the big name companies. And so the our competitors were going after them. And I think it's a lot of it was because we, uh, we were honest with them. First of all, always honest with them. Um, we, we, we never lied. We never took advantage of our clients. We always shared with them. We were transparent with them. They believed, you know, what we told them. They did what we asked them. They never questioned our price because we never were unfair and never cheated anybody. And I think that that reputation, you know, lasted and stayed with us. Um, what was that? Oh, what was I least not so excited about? <laughs> hmm. Um, yeah, I would say being lured into uh, wasting time on giving presentations in situations where I knew we didn't have a chance. Hmm. Um, where, for example, a big car, one of the big car manufacturers uh, asked us if we would bid on a, one of their programs. And I had known that they were a client of, you know, this other company for years. And I thought, well, why, you know, why would you want us to bid? And, you know, why, and I asked them, well, you know, why do you want us to bid? Why are you thinking about changing or dropping that company? And their answer was, oh no, we have to get three bids, yeah. right? And I thought, well, wait a minute, you're just using me. But in the back of my mind, there was this thought, this chance, wow, what if they, what if they like us? And what if we really do have a, a shot at it? But we never had a shot. And I did that a few times and uh, then learned my lesson and stopped doing that. <laughs> the RFP game is, is such a political game we oh. had to learn that the hard way too, you know, and we've yeah. listened, we've, we've won some, um, but we've had our, we had our fair share of just submitting RFPs that we were the, you know, exactly what you said. You got to have three and those are the rules and they already are going to go with the incumbent. And it really, it drives me nuts. It's unfortunate. I actually think it's dishonest because it means the, the firm that's requesting these services have already decided a course of action. Instead of what is much more honest, which is being right. open-minded to any new things that come at you. That's actually how innovation occurs by being open to what comes toward you, not closed off to it. So yeah, right. it, it baffles me that that's allowed and that it's a thing, but nonetheless, uh, where human beings are involved, politics always reign. So yeah, I guess that's, I suppose that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That, well, that's why I wrote a book about it because you know, that, that falls firmly into, you know, a, a dishonest, way of, of, of business and one that has an opportunity cost. So. And I, you know, I would ask questions. I mean, I was, I, you call it brutally honest and, mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, I, I would just ask questions. Well, you know, why do you want us then? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we just want, we, we want your bid. Okay. In other words, are you saying that you just want our ideas mm -hmm. and you don't want to pay for them? Oh no, no, no. And, and it's amazing how then they were like lying right back to you. Yeah. Yeah. And is you know it, with regards to you know I own a marketing agency, that's how marketing services are procured a lot of the time, and it really is pretty backwards. Like we're not going to pay you. Come with your best ideas, then we'll figure <laughs> out if we want to pay you or not. It, it it doesn't make any sense, right? Yeah. So we've we've gone in and out, and every time I ban RFPs, I said we're not doing anymore. A couple of years will go by, 
all right, fine, let's do this one, and one turns right. into three, and then I realize, why did I do this again? Yes. No, we're not doing this. We're, this is not yeah, how we drum up. You get lured into that idea that maybe you know you're thinking, or yeah, it's yeah, yeah. exactly. So I hear you, um, Larry. Tell people where they can see your work, follow along with you, get into your system, learn more about what you do. Yeah, um, uh, I have a, a big website uh, that is uh, it's LarryJacobson.com. And that's uh, Larry Jacobson, S-O-N. And on there is, are um, links to all my books. So I've, I've written um, three books and was a co-author in two others. And the one I'm most well-known for, I think, is The Boy Behind the Gate. Should I, I can hold it up, too. Yeah, hold it up. There you go. Sure, folks. It's awesome. The Boy Behind the Gate. It's hardbound. It's got color photos, and uh, it's really beautifully uh, printed. And it's the story of my six-year sailing trip around the world. And it has all the motivation and lessons in there. And it's interesting. I get an email, about an email every week or so from somebody somewhere in the world who has read my book. And they say, dear Larry, thank you. Because hmm. of your book, I have now dot, dot, dot. And I've had to say, fill in the blank, which is, you know, I got divorced. I got married. I started a new company. I, I quit my company. I left to go sailing. I, I left to go on a motorcycle trip or whatever. And because uh, I really encourage people um, and and even I'll come over and cut your dock lines if you need to, hmm. <laughs> if you need me yeah, to. Not coming back. Yeah. And I wrote um, a couple other books. There's the, uh, the children's version of it. It's called Let's Go. Oh, fun. Yeah. And it's for eight to 12 year olds. It's a middle class, re uh, middle grade reader. Mm -hmm. And then I also uh, wrote a book about entrepreneurship because um, I know a lot about entrepreneurship. It's called Navigating Entrepreneurship. And um, those are three that I think that you know, readers might be interested in. And then yeah. my TED Talks are also on my website under the speaker tab. And uh, more than anything is I want people to know that if they're ready to go to the next level with learning about retirement or about entrepreneurship, also about public speaking, is that I have, I'm a coach and I'm, my coaching is available to people. And they find all sorts of information about that all over my website. Awesome. Folks, LarryJacobson.com. Larry Go yeah. check that out. S-O-N. Um, you know, the, the cross between you're talking about being a captain and being a leader. I mean, when the stakes are that high, right, when yeah. it's life or death, that's when you really test your leadership skills and, and what you believe. So, Larry, yeah. thank you so, so much for coming on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you. Thank you. It's been great fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, until next time, I'm Peter Cosadoy. Thanks for being honest. Thank you.